turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hello, hello, welcome back to the show. It's Morgan again. And, you know, sometimes I put Q&A submissions onto my Instagram story and I get a bunch of fun short ones, but I also get some that could (laughs) take up a whole episode. And so this is going to be one of those times. Somebody submitted a really important question to me and it said, I'm not married yet, so I want to pursue my career 100% for now, but I'm not sure if it's worth it in the long run when I do get married and be a stay-at-home mom. And here's the thing. I've been very adamant in other episodes about the fact that I'm not a mom. I'm not even a wife, okay? I'm an unmarried young lady. I'm 26. And so I am not giving any marriage advice, any mom advice, any of that stuff. I'm talking about this kind of stuff because I'm passionate about it. I care about it a lot. And I feel like it's good for us when we're all in the same boat, to be having these conversations, especially when the culture that's pushed onto us, girls our age, and especially when we were in high school and then we're in college, and now we're in this weird phase of like mid-20s, we're trying to figure it out all together because what we feel on the inside doesn't match the narrative that we're sold by all of society and the politicians and the media and the pop culture and everything, right? It's just completely messy and we're kind of out here floating on our own. So the more conversations we have, the better. And again, I'm not giving any advice on this stuff after this phase. I'm just talking about the topics where, listen, I'm in the trenches with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that being said, let's kind of break down how my mind works when going through this problem, because it's, it's not just a little problem that you and me face, right? It is a societal issue. The breakdown of the American family, the removal of the mother from the home, and basically the outsourcing of the raising and educating of children to government systems. This is all very foundational for society, but then it's also breaking down to an individual level. Like If you look at adults that have problems, they could often, as full-blown adults, look at you and explain, well, you know, when I was a child, I experienced blah, blah, blah. My parents weren't really around and it really affected me. Or my mom wasn't around as much as I really needed her to be. And that really affected me. Like you, you really see people affected as adults because they lacked a strong family structure when they were in their youngest ages. And to me, that means we've got huge societal issues with this and fundamental micro issues on an individual basis. And then you take that into, you know what, I personally believe if we don't have strong families, our country is going to crap and there's no saving it. We cannot operate like a little commune. So we need to have strong family units. This is affecting us on every single level. So that's how I think about it. And I decided to take this episode as an evaluation of how we can be solutions oriented as young women in this position in life as we're trying to get to B, but right now we're at A or we're kind of a little bit away from A, but we're still trying to get to B and we're working really hard on it. So that being said, let's get into it. But of course, before we talk about this really exciting topic, I actually can't wait to get into it. Have you ever picked up a towel? 
because it felt really soft in the store. I know you guys haven't heard this one before, but then you go to use it and it's not very absorbent. Basically, a towel leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels at work. I know it's crazy. Towels that dry you. Six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. It's $39.98. Promo code Morgan. But I'm going to be honest, you guys. Yeah, the towels are nice. I use them. I have them. I have the sheets as well. You got to get the slippers. I wear the slippers nonstop. That's the product where I'm like gung-ho about, you know what, if you buy something, buy the slippers, okay? The slippers. I have the fuzzy ones that are brown with white fuzzies on the outside. All right, let's move on and get serious. Okay, so let's reread the question. We've got a situation where there's a young woman. She's not married. She's in that phase, though, where she's trying to think out her career. Should she invest time and energy and really build a career because she's not married yet and she's kind of in that in-between phase? Or is it going to be a waste because in the end, in the long run, she wants to end up as a stay-at-home mom and wife? What the heck do you do with the time in between? I'm going to answer the question, at least from my perspective and where I've found positivity in the situation, because it can be frustrating. You know what I'm saying? All right. So the issue number one that we have to address is just in general how we raise boys and girls to not understand themselves, their bodies, how their minds work, how they are different, and how that's actually a good thing, okay? So women are treated and taught from the time that they are little girls that they are the exact same as men, from the time that they are babies. We get put through the exact same funnel in school, in raising, and then, of course, we get put through that same funnel pipeline into the college system because we're told that we have to go be boss babes after college and build our career and stuff. And if you don't, then you're not an empowered woman. It's empowerment to go into a job every single day and then drop your kid off at daycare, all that jazz. So they tell us to do all this stuff. We go through the same cycle as men and we go through the college system. Then as we get to, you know, biologically and culturally the time where it's like, okay, yeah, now I really want to settle down and get get married and you have these desires now like you see babies and you're like wow those are cuter than I've ever seen before you get to the age where we want children and we want to settle down and you feel these things inside of you that are like wait a second this goes kind of against everything that I've been told would make me feel good and happy and you know I've personally had my experiences is a little sentimental but I've had my many experiences of just me and my cute little apartment, right? I've made it adorable. I've got all my little furniture, all my posters. I've got my guns and like, I've just, I've made it my space, right? And you know, it's a little lonely, right? I'm cooking a meal, every meal for breakfast, lunch, dinner, because I work remotely. So I'm in my apartment quite a lot. I'm cooking my meal for myself. I'm cleaning up after myself. I'm cooking my lunch for myself. I'm cleaning up after myself. I'm like, oh, what do I want for dinner? What do I want to do today? And I don't mean to complain of like, wow, I, I only have to occupy myself. I totally enjoy that time. And I've gone on so many adventures and I've gone on trips, solo trips. I've hiked. I've, I've drove up to Utah one time. My dad was retiring there, so we went on a ski trip. And I had my forerunner, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an extended trip, and I'm going to drive all throughout the desert of Arizona and then into the forests where it gets a little snowy in Arizona. And I stopped at little cabins along the way and just stayed there. So it's like I have so many positive experiences of this solo adventure time. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you do everything that society tells you, you still feel a little weird when you're in the late 20s phase and you're kind of like, well, they told you not even to consider this kind of stuff until you're like 30 or people aren't even having their first kid until they're in their mid-30s now and it's kind of wild. So we start to feel like, well, maybe there's something more to life or maybe there's something more to this that we're missing out on. And because it goes so far against the grain and because our natural intuition to want to be nurturing, to want to be compassionate, to want to have kids, to want to have that family, and most importantly, 
to even dare to think, wait, do I even want to be spending 40 hours a week at a job? Or, or maybe there's a better way for me to raise my family. Maybe I want to stay at home. This is all going so far against what society tells us that it's kind of confusing. And we don't know if maybe, like I've even thought, am I being lazy? Like, am I being lazy to think that I don't want to work anymore and I want to stay at home one day with my kids? Because we've been trained and the words that have been used against women that stay at home or women that are more focused, like, and they just have a part-time job or something, they've been called leeches by feminists. That's right. Women from the, the feminist movements back in the 70s and so on, they have called the, you know, traditional women that want to stay at home, that want to focus on family, they've said that they are leeches on their husbands. And so, you know, feeling my internal thoughts versus what society has pushed on me, it's like a really big of a mental battle sometimes to kind of re-educate myself to be like, no, Morgan, this is okay. This is primal. This is biological. And it's totally normal, okay? It's actually society that's being anti-science, anti-family right now. So with that being said, that issue number one is a really big problem for me because it's kind of fundamentally having an impact on how women plan out their lives. And then they come to this kind of come to Jesus moment and they're like, wait a second, maybe I've made some mistakes. And if I had thought about this and if I had planned out my life a little bit better instead of falling for what society wanted me to do, then perhaps I would have been in a better position. And so that's why I am so passionate about talking about this because I get it. Not everybody's going to get to be a stay-at-home mom. Not everybody can afford it. And we're going to talk about all this today. But if high school girls, even middle school girls, if high school girls, if college girls heard me talk about this kind of stuff and were able to make some slight adjustments in their time, in their mindset, they would, I think, have very, very positive outcomes later down the road and they would have a few less regrets. Okay, and that kind of brings me to issue number two is that we don't talk, not just to girls, we don't talk to boys either holistically about family and other aspects of life as much as we should. And so just to get a little bit biblical here, you do actually see the direct directions, direct directions, sorry guys, direct directions to go grow up find yourself a spouse build your family you know leave your parents house and build your own basically like now go do it yourself you've been raised now go do it yourself and raise up another generation of children for society i think right now we need to be more positive when we're talking to girls and boys and then of course the young adolescents and the teenagers and the college students about how this is a very exciting thing to do in life, okay? You don't just live it up in your 20s to 30s and then, oh my gosh, life is over after that and everything sucks. Like I remember thinking that, wait a second, there are so many TV shows, there are so many movies out there pushed to us by Hollywood that build this narrative that life is basically over once you decide to settle down. When in reality, life is kind of long. If you're blessed with many decades of life, you've got a lot of years, decades of life to still live after you live it up and do all the fun, young, single stuff, right? But unfortunately, we're taught that ugh, life is basically over. All the fun is over. You got to settle down and you got to go do the regular schmegular stuff and it's just going to drain the life out of you. So personally, shifting the narrative, not just for, for girls, but also for boys is going to be a really positive thing because they're going to have a more positive outlook on life in general, okay? Now that brings me to one positive thing that you can absolutely do. This is a controversial topic. And by controversial, I don't just mean, oh, people are hostile about it, but I just mean that it's barely talked about sometimes. 
And you and I may be very well read in it. You may, you may be very excited about it. But there are a lot of people out there that just don't have any recollection of the fact that this used to be how people did things. That this idea of a two-income household, it's fairly new. It's not working, all this stuff. You might meet some great boys slash men out there where you're on the dates and you're trying to be intentional. So you're asking important questions and they kind of give you these soft answers of like, well, I guess I never really considered like a woman staying at home. Like they might be baffled at the concept because that's how far society has shifted away from what we used to do away from the original family structure. In that situation, I can, I ask you guys to just consider to not waste your time with people that don't see the value of a woman staying at home. Like, don't you want them to also be very excited about achieving that in life of that kind of family structure and vision for your family? You don't want to have to argue with your person and have potential resentment to be built because you want to be able to stay at home and your husband is kind of like, yeah, my wife has this weird trad thing. Like she wants to stay home one day, but why doesn't she want to go to work? Like there are men out there that do think it's lazy for women to not go to work because that is the narrative that's been built. So please make sure you're having these questions when you're dating. Don't waste your time if they don't want to achieve the same thing as you that you've been envisioning for your family for so many years. Because I promise you, there will be someone out there desiring exactly what you want to build for your family with your future spouse. Okay, so please don't waste your time. It's important to consider. Now, the next thing, of course, is going to be economic and financial circumstances. So issue number three. On the economy side, we've basically got an economy right now. We've got a society, all these societal expectations, the keeping up with the Joneses. And on top of that, not just like to live the more luxurious life and get all the fancy things, but literally just to pay the bills. This economy nearly demands a two-income household, okay? That's a problem. So financially, when we talk about economics, right, we got that problem. And I personally think, you know what, with the really high taxes that we have, with the sketchy stuff that our government does, I personally think that the government is doing it to just break up the American family because when you have weak families, people can be controlled more, right? So I think that this is quite intentional to try and force two-income households, but and also to increase the amount of taxes that you can bring in because if you have two incomes in a household, you can tax two people for their incomes. But, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Side note, though, there is a book. And it's very good for us to know in this. It's called, I think it's called Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism. And so I remember when I first saw the book, somebody had like shown it to me or something and they were like, you've got to check this out. It's not about sex, you guys. The book, though, is like a feminist book that basically says that when women are living under capitalism, they have to marry men for money. And so they don't love the men. They just have to marry men for financial protection. And I'm not saying like, oh, they're marrying millionaires, billionaires. No, they're, they're marrying men because they have to be taken care of. And so they aren't falling in love and then marrying that person they love. Instead, they're marrying somebody that can provide for them. And that's not romantic, right? That means that you're not having all that fun romance in your life. But under socialism, the book argues, under socialism, they say the government can actually take care of women in every way and provide everything for them, which we've talked about many times before. It's very dangerous when the government provides things that you need to get by and to live every day. And the book says that because the government is taking care of the women in every single way, providing everything with government programs, their salary, everything, then it means women are more free to marry for love. <laughs> and so that's what the book is about, and it makes all these economic cases for it. However, the book 
a very pro-socialism, pro-communism book, has to admit, and this is fantastic, admits in the book that the USSR, when they did the whole women's empowerment thing, when they said, hey, women, we're going to empower you and we're going to allow you to work. And when you hear American communists today reference that, you know what, the USSR might have been a little bit bad, but, you know, they had equality in the workforce and all that stuff. There is documentation and proof, and this book admits that the USSR just wanted to increase its workforce because it was a failing country. And so they decided, you know what we could do? We could tell women that it's empowering for them to go to work, and then we could double our workforce in this communist nation that's failing, and we could last a little bit longer. (laughs) And so the book actually admits that. Now, that was just a little side note. But here's the thing. Back to that, you know, we got economic problems in America that are demanding basically a two-income household. It's a huge financial decision for you and your husband to decide to have that one income home. And again, I don't have the experience in this, and so I'm just kind of talking about what we could do, solutions-oriented as young women that aren't married yet. We don't know who we're going to marry, right? <laughs> you can be intentional in the sense of you, you don't seek a spouse that isn't excited about the idea of you staying home one day. Obviously, that's not really going to work out if you're really passionate about this. So please don't try and force it. But because you don't know who you're going to marry, you don't know what their income is going to be. You don't know what their salary is going to be. You don't know what their potential for earning is going to be. And there's only so much you can do. And so that's why I look to Proverbs 31 quite often because that woman hustled, right? The Proverbs 31 woman is all about doing what she can with what she has. And she leads and she uses her skills to provide for her family and to do everything that she can for her family in her own feminine and unique way in unison with her husband who's leading in business, leading in the community, all that stuff. So in this modern economy, I make the case that you are more empowered than ever to be able to work at home and to have a healthier work-life balance if you and your husband have the tough conversations and you decide, you know what, honey, as much as we want to be able to do this, we need a two-income home because guess what? Both of us got scammed and we went to the colleges that we probably couldn't afford and we shouldn't have and we've got to pay off this debt and we want to afford this house and we have to have two cars and we we want this. Who knows what it is? Everybody has unique situations. But say you find yourself in the pickle that, yes, you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you want to focus on family and you don't want to have to go to an office job where you wake up early, drive there, you stay there from 9 to 5, and then you get home through an hour of traffic and then you rush to make dinner for your kids. That's what we're trying to avoid, right? Because not everybody's going to get to achieve that ultimate, you know, stay-at-home lifestyle. How can we get a healthier balance, though? That's what I kind of want to focus on because we have to be realistic here. If you look at the average income in America, and most of us are going to be facing exactly that situation, it's going to either be some tough financial decisions and some cuts that we can make to be able to stay at home, or it's going to be what can we do as women to make money to be able to help the family pay the bills while also being at home. That's what I like to focus on. So now in this modern economy, I say that you have so much opportunity and nearly every industry provides remote work. So another thing you could do is prepare yourself for ways that you can potentially earn money in college. So the question that we're talking about, the original one was, you know, do I pursue my career right now? Even if I want to be a stay-at-home mom, I say yes, absolutely. Do what you can in these years where, honestly, you got to pay your own bills too right now. Do what you can to grow and develop things and become an asset in many ways while you are free in this way to spend your time like that. I say prepare yourself 
and make sure that you are working towards that end goal. So you're trying to get from A to B. So does your career have remote work opportunities and how can you end up with them? On top of that, there's also things that I really like to push in terms of self-employment because women are definitely a little bit more creative. We're more artful. We like to lean into our natural skills. And so especially if you're like an editor or you like graphic design or you like designing things or you like writing and writing copy or you like marketing and stuff, there are so many opportunities for you to sell your services on platforms like Fiverr. For example, if you like graphic design and you want to work remotely, you can provide graphics that can be used by a small business or by an apparel brand. You just have to work at home and build those graphics and then you can provide those graphics to that brand. And there are so many opportunities like that. It's crazy. Now, I suggest looking into Alex Fasulo because she has she's called a Fiverr millionaire. She's made a million dollars on Fiverr selling her services and she does stuff like writing copy. It's crazy. But if you like writing, you could write copy for Amazon products or for whatever. And it's just literally like writing the description paragraphs that people, if you don't like writing, they like they don't like to do it and they want to hire someone. So the opportunities are endless. And maybe I'll look into more stuff for you guys on that. But in this stage of singleness, we should be looking at, okay, if we want to make money right now and we've got all this time on our hands because we're not married and we aren't doing this stuff, but we want to be a stay-at-home mom one day, what can we do because we don't know who we're going to marry, we don't know how much money our family is going to be bringing in, and what if my husband does need me to bring in money, what can I do now to get onto that path so that I'm a strong asset for my family in the future? I am going to find ways where I can be self-employed or remote work and literally make money by just doing an hour or two of work at home or even just being able to work a full-time job at home on the laptop where I could be with family or a part-time job or whatever. That's why I like contract work. That's why I like remote work, all that stuff. I do it myself. So then let's get into not exactly another issue, but more so a different topic on this subject because here's the big question, and I think this is really the fundamental question that um, was submitted to me. I always phrase it like this. What the heck? are women like us supposed to do with the time in between, right? Because I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to get there. And so it's like, again, how do you get from A to B? For me, I'm trying to do everything I can to become an asset. Now, here's the thing. Because I'm more you know, publicly present on social and stuff, and I have a podcast where I talk about this stuff, sometimes I get pretty nasty comments from people that basically call me a hypocrite because they look at me And guess what? I don't have kids and I'm not married. And so they send these nasty messages or comments. And of course, I don't let them get me down ever. But it says something like, Morgan, look at you, you little hypocrite. You're the one working and boss babing and you you do your podcast and you're making money, but you're talking about a stay-at-home mom lifestyle. You're talking about homeschool. You're talking about homemaking. Like, you need to live it out, okay, you little hypocrite. I mean, people are really mean about it because I'm on the other end, like, looking at this message or the comment, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to say teary-eyed, but I'm, like, emotional about it. Like, come on, I'm trying here. Like, it's a process. You have to find someone. You have to actually be patient and be intentional about it. It's like, I don't want to be doing this right now as my only thing that I have in my life. But unfortunately, I'm just in that single phase. And here's something I'm not I don't mean it as unfortunately, because I loved that phase. And I love that growth phase, especially you should embrace that phase totally. But it's like, come on, don't be mean. Of course, we can be excited about it and plan and be intentional like what we're talking about on this show today. But people think that it's crazy for me to be working now when I want to get to that from A to B, I want to get to that stay at home mom thing. And I'm sorry, but 
Let's be honest, my first answer is like, it's really weird to have traditional values like this and to want to achieve that in modern America, okay? It just doesn't fit the mold at all. This is 2023. Women, we aren't exactly doing the thing where like we go to high school and then we maybe like take some classes at the nearby college, but we're staying at our parents' house. We never like leave home. And then we meet a husband and we go from our father's home to our husband's home. That concept is long gone, people. We, as women, even if we are traditional, everybody in society these days is expected to graduate high school, to go to college, or to find some job, to go out. And if you live at your parents' house, it's super weird, right? I mean, I I lived at my parents' house a little bit after college, but in general, we are told that from 20s to 30s, we need to go find an apartment or get a house and live there, have some roommates or don't have roommates and have the job and have all the expenses and buy the car and do everything. We're literally told now that from 20s to 30s, we should be doing life like that and just living it up. And my personal belief is that this has never before existed in human history. This concept that we are told to just be super selfish and self-focused for 10 years of our life. And it's driving us crazy. It's forcing us to be depressed and anxious and lonely And I think that it's a really serious problem because people used to be in the early stages of developing their family and having a a spouse when they are in like their mid-20s and in their, their fun years of life. And now everybody's just told to go out for 10 years of their life, to live it up, to have their best time, to not be committed. And it's leading people to be kind of depressed because it's never biologically happened before. And I don't think it fits. It's also very anti science to tell women to not procreate when they're in their peak fertile years. But I digress. It's frustrating because we're told to do all this stuff. And so I'm sitting here. I've got rent to pay. I have a car bill that's kind of a lot. I have to pay for my insurance. I have all of these expenses. And then I'm told, well, you say you want to be a stay-at-home mom one day, so what are you doing? Why do you have a job? Why are you doing this stuff? It's like, well, because I'm not there yet. And this is America in 2023. And unfortunately, we're, we're learning as women in a very unprecedented time that what we've been sold and the funnel we were shot down is uh, kind of a lie. And so we're all trying to work our way out of this mess. Now, fortunately, I paid off my student loans because I had I started Zegger's Freedom Flags when I was in my senior year, and I just paid that off in the first part of that business, and now we just have it for fun. But I learned on YouTube with my dad how to make those wooden flags, and we did it. And I've heard some really cool business stories on how people started selling things to pay off their loans But the bottom line is a lot of women also graduate because they were shoved through college. They graduate with a lot of student debt. And then even if, you know, maybe they are like us and they want to they want to get into a family situation and have kids and settle down and not go to work, their student debt, because they kind of were funneled in like the rest of us, their student debt makes it impossible for them to do that. Not only that, it makes it impossible when both of the people in the couple have all this debt, they can't afford a home and then they can't settle down in that way. And they are doing life so later on because they're just trying to catch up and it feels like they're drowning. So it's very, very sad. And, you know, you have to wonder sometimes if it's just incompetence in our politicians or if it's intentional to just destroy our way of life and our the American nuclear family system. But, you know, you never know these days. Now, here's the thing. So I wanted to talk about that hypocritical thing because it's like, you know, we got bills to pay. I don't know what to do in the time in between. But here's a more positive shift on it. Women who want to stay at home are also humans with passions, interests, and a desire to create too. Because I've seen this thing. I commented or I posted that I want to be a stay-at-home mom on something. It was like, I don't know, it was like a reel or something. 
And someone commented and said, imagine, it was a girl, she said, imagine taking years of school and art classes and all the classes learning about the world and everything and all the years of potential hobbies and you come out of the school system with zero desires, zero interest to do anything in life other than have kids. She commented that. And to me, it's like, wow, (laughs) I feel bad that we are now taught and women are taught that if you have an interest in something, you have to make it a career. You have to make money in it. Personally, I have so many passions and so many interests and so many hobbies, and I love learning and I love being involved in stuff. I am complete in all of those areas, right? But because I what don't want to go to a nine to five, that means that I have zero interests and zero things that I want to do for myself. So that's a little toxic of a mindset. To me, we have to look at the book. What is it called? Um, Feminine Mystique. It came out by Betty Friedan with one of the early feminist movements. And it basically said that the housewives of the 1950s went crazy because all they were allowed to do was be in the kitchen and stay at home. And they had no rights. They had no ability to go be a part of society to go do their own things like they truly were just in the kitchen and it was the kind of meme that you don't want to embody right it was not a good situation they went a little crazy and my take on that is we need to learn from that lesson that yes women thrive in the home we thrive and we are more nurturing and compassionate and we were made to raise up the children we shouldn't outsource the raising or the educating of our kids however If you just funnel a human being into being that role, then you're not going to get a good outcome because, like I said, we are human beings with desires and passions and interests, and it's important to have balance. And so if we learn anything from that, it's that we need balance in our lives, and it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to have a part-time job. Even if you don't need it financially, it's like, if you want to do it, go ahead. But it's just more about achieving balance balance between who you are as an individual and then also making sure that you have balance between what you're doing with yourself or your career or whatever or your job and how you're spending time with family and for some reason you have two extremes on both sides and people act like you're crazy for wanting to find some happy middle so i guess with that to answer that question of like should i grow my career now even if i want to be a stay-at-home mom it's like yes you know what you're your own woman do what you want with your work do what you want with your time and Until you find that person and begin that phase, just keep all of the factors that we're talking about in this episode in mind, okay? And that brings me to the next thing that we can do, all of us, to be more successful in this. The thing is that we have to be intentional, especially with our time. And this is in our single phase, right? We need to, first of all, be living a life that will get us to the life that we want to live in the long run, right? So are we trying to end up, uh, I'll use me as an example, is Morgan trying to end up married on a little homestead hobby farm with a big garden and lots of kids? Yes. So is Morgan going to find her love of her life if she goes to the downtown city of the state that she lives in and works at a nine to five in a skyscraper and goes to happy hour to try and meet a guy? Do you think you're going to find someone that wants to also achieve the same goal as you there? Or are you kind of, you know, throwing your line into the bad pond because you kind of want to increase your chances, okay? So 
we need to be intentional with the things that we're doing, how we're spending our time, and how we're planning our life out right now to help us actually achieve B. Because we're in A right now, we're trying to get to B. We need to be intentional about this. Is it getting us to our end goal? Okay. The next thing that we can do is grow as an individual. So this is one of my favorite things. I consider calling it becoming an asset to our future family. What can you do now to become an asset? So one of those things is just looking at yourself, making changes that you need. If you look at yourself and see changes that need to be made, then make those changes now. Because if you're trying to achieve a really wonderful husband that brings all these qualities, you have to look at yourself and say, am I bringing the qualities that this kind of husband would want in a wife? Do I have any shortcomings? Do I have anything that I should probably fix before I get into a relationship? And that can be a really challenging thing. And so I know I'm kind of glossing over it, but that in itself could be a podcast episode. The next thing is to read and learn all you can. And we'll talk about this in a second, but basically summary, you're going to be your child's first teacher. So I take this very seriously. Like I learn everything because I think about how I would want to relay this information to my babies in the future. And then, of course, this is also super fun, and it kind of makes things, let's be honest, it makes things a little less sad. If you get into sad phases, if you get into lonely phases, like I said, if you're in your apartment and you don't have a roommate and you just have this little home that you've built because you're like a wannabe homemaker, I I just decided, I decided I'm making my home for myself. You know what I mean? Because I was like getting a little sad about it because it's like I was 25, you know, I'm 25 and I'm just chilling here. And I decided, you know what? I don't have to wait to be a homemaker. I can make my home for myself. And I decided to try and learn all these new things and to try and learn all the things. Because it's like, I don't have to wait until I'm married to learn recipes for my family. I decided to master things like pie crust and just little, it might seem silly, right? But it's like, in addition to doing all the more serious preparation, I also just started to like add little fun things that kind of diversified my schedule because all I was doing was waking up, working out for myself, cooking for myself, having hobbies for myself, going on runs by myself, going on trips by myself. And then it was getting a little monotonous, of course, in addition to working by myself because I work remotely alone, which is, you know, it adds up. So I started doing little things. And a good resource for you guys is called Jones Roots. They do this um, annual calendar kind of thing. I don't know how to explain it, but I signed up for it in 2021 and I still do it. And she basically sends an email where every month you learn new skills. So like one month was baking and you learn every fundamental thing. So she'll send like a recipe list that you need to buy of all the ingredients. And then you make new recipes like every few days and there's a new theme. So you're basically learning all the fundamentals of baking. And then it goes on and on and on. Like one month is gardening, stuff like that. But you can basically make it a whole year of learning skills and stuff that, hey, maybe when you're married, you're not going to have as much time on your hands. And so right now is a good time to learn. And it's also just fun. Okay. If you like that kind of fun stuff, I like that kind of fun stuff. So that's the thing is you can learn the things that you'd love to be skilled in by the time you're in the next phase. And then the last thing that I want to talk about with you guys is how we should be spending this time learning, experiencing, and gathering information for our children. Because this is really a generational problem. When we look at all of America, what's going on, I believe it's only going to change on an individual basis. We can look at all the national problems, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what's happening in our homes. And I am a firm believer that we are our child's first educator. Okay, so the first thing to consider is children learn via imitation. They just copy you, (laughs) okay? And I, I love reading about child development and all this stuff. And that's one of the most fascinating things I learned is that they literally just watch you do things and then they do it. 
So, they will nearly directly copy how you speak, they'll copy your spirit and how you present yourself, how you behave, how you treat others. That's really a lot of stuff to consider. And so it's like trying to formulate how you want your child to come into the world and see how you behave and what you want to embody. That alone is like a challenge and an exciting process to try and build in your mind when you're not even in that phase yet. The next thing is education starts in the home. So I don't want you guys to fall for the government school system timeline and be like, well, when it's time for my kid to go to kindergarten, that's when I'll start homeschooling all this stuff. And and I'll follow the government school timeline of when to educate our kids in certain things. No, no, no. I suggest that you learn now and gather what you would love your children to experience one day and begin to plan out. Like I have a bunch of books already purchased. I have curriculum already purchased. I hate to say it. You know, it's kind of silly, but I have like, I bought this one thing. It's like a whole cowboy curriculum of stuff. And it's basically somebody took the books of the Bible and found American Western true stories and then connected those stories to characters in the Bible and like made it like a cool storybook kind of thing. And so I bought that whole set. It was really cool. I have a little, a little collection, but in it, and I don't mean you have to actually like buy curriculum and stuff, but just really kind of plan this stuff out because it's truly fun. And I think that our nature as women in this age, it makes us really excited and we really excel at it. And so it's just like a fun project if you want to do something. In addition to this, it's really important for you to read and listen to childhood development books, podcasts, and I follow some Instagram pages and stuff. But I think the most important thing for me in that process of learning was that like, wow, (laughs) there are definitely some things to not do when you're parenting. And there's definitely some things that we just have kind of neglected as a society. So when when you become more educated in terms of how children learn and how they behave each year, because each year their brain is different and they learn different and they comprehend differently, it's kind of like, wow, this is fantastic. And the more I learn now, the better I feel. And kind of like a last tidbit before I close the episode, I didn't become passionate about the child development stuff and adding this into you know the preparation phase of singlehood. I didn't become passionate about it in that sense. I actually became passionate about learning about how children develop because we had those experts during the early stages of COVID saying that kids don't need to go to school. They'll be fine with the Zoom classes. The masks won't affect them, all this stuff. And I was like, you know, they keep saying kids are resilient and they'll bounce back, but I I don't feel like that's the case. And so that's when I started looking into it. And I was shocked to find out that guess what? Children are not going to just bounce back when they see adults behaving like this, when they see behavior in this way, when they see people wearing masks and they can't see how their their faces are moving, when they can't see intonation, when they can't hear people, when they are engaging, because this is so fundamental and formative for them. I was really disgusted, but then I decided to add in learning about this childhood development stuff by age when we're in this phase of life before we get even to the the homemaking phase, because I think it's really, really important. So. That being said, I hope that this kind of made you guys a little bit more excited. Maybe you're feeling the same way as the woman who asked me this question of like, what the heck am I supposed to be doing right now? Yeah, there are some serious like, okay, talk about finances, plan out what you need. Like, can you get a job in certain fields? Can you plan out how you would bring money into your family if you needed it? All that kind of like really important, serious question stuff. But I really wanted to give you guys my little tidbits on how I make it a little bit more fun for myself because I love it. But of course, we just aren't there yet. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.